0: This is No Starving Artist Podcast. You deserve a successful creative life. I'm Anissa Benitez, a marketing expert at top companies and creative journeyer. I'm here to support your creative wellness, financially, mentally, and spiritually. Share with me your questions and I'll share perspective. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is around creating from joy creating when we don't feel a huge sense of scarcity, or even if you're a person who does feel that stress, why it's important once you feel contentness, once you feel joy and happiness to continue to motivate yourself. And I know personally that there is something beautiful around the starving artist stereotype and stigma and we'll get into what that is and why i feel that way why many of us feel that way but what's come up for me and so often for people that i'm around is that they might feel these moments of joy but they're addicted to this hustle and grind they feel most motivated in this state of scarcity mindset um but there's a truth that the most successful people and our definition of success you're clearly seeing is around being healthy. So how can you maintain success? How can you feel motivated? How can you feel inspired and continue to progress on your creations and visions for the world when you're feeling good? Not just when you feel stressed. You need as an outlet, you need the relief of it, you need the hustle to actually move the agenda forward, etc. So our segments for today's episode are first question from the No Starving Artist community, and I'll answer that. It's actually from a friend of mine. Second, The second segment is focused on reflection questions, and we're really going to dive into our topic. And then the last section is a quick culture rec. So unsurprisingly, the question for this segment is, how do you create from a place of joy? And you may be intuit that I would respond with saying, "Well, be more kind and compassionate to yourself." But that's not the full story here. Overarching, I want to share that it's very easy to become very addicted to the hustle and to the grind, especially when you've historically operated and I personally operated at a place of feeling scarcity and feeling a level of urgency that everything is pressing and so it matters so much and so I can dedicate all of my life to focusing on moving that needle Um, but that's not a healthy place to work from it's definitely not sustainable to work from that place and we all deserve to live lives that are full of happiness and joy and and feel full and feel full and that would be success it wouldn't be Grinding it out for the entirety of a lifetime, it's also unlikely that anybody could sustain that. So, I'm going to share a little bit about my experience in marketing. Honestly, when I started in marketing, I was very much in that zone of I'm going to become an amazing marketer. Obviously, I love marketing, but I was like, I'm going to be the best marketer and i started in a very hands-on position doing marketing social media marketing growth marketing hands-on growing followers social media accounts etc and i was very you know fulfilled seeing progress gaining followers all that stuff supporting businesses individuals etc and then i got very accustomed to having that very steep learning curve of being at the beginning and having to hustle and grind to learn more to move things along to execute i loved being in this executional position and as i moved further along in my career into managerial positions i was frustrated because i was no longer able to be hands-on as much i didn't feel like i was churning out the same level of work i felt so distanced from things and i was frustrated because i didn't get that level of output but i was actually being paid really well And I was, and it feels so funny to say this, but like I had to just let go to be a marketer. And instead, I turned my energy actually to not just creating all this output, but, you know, allowing other people to work for me, one, and listening to more marketing podcasts and staying more aware of what was going on in the marketing landscape. And it made me a better marketer. The less marketing that I was actually doing, I was becoming a better marketer because I was spending more time studying, researching, learning the marketing landscape. And I was able to lift my gaze enough to give me space in my life holistically, to start getting back, to start mentoring other people, to start living my life a lot more fully, truly, and sincerely. And in lifting my gaze, I didn't become a worse marketer I became a better marketer and I was able to do a lot more market research and I think this story is quite valuable and obviously I'm going to plug I'm still doing marketing consulting and if you're interested please email me at helloatmorebyher.com. it is paid consulting and so know that I will continue to share marketing content and advice on this podcast because I also want to make marketing guidance accessible and so I'm here for this I'm here for both but ultimately in, in plugging away and distancing myself from being that hands-on executional marketer I became a great marketer as well and the ultimate takeaway is that we can still create from this place of joy and sometimes we have to be okay with doing less and doing better and we have to acknowledge that growth and our energy doesn't necessarily come from churning out work. Sometimes productivity looks like taking a step back. Sometimes productivity looks like being and taking a bird's eye view and being at a higher level, operating at a higher level. There's so much value in extracting ourselves from situations, from taking space from situations, from being more lateral in the way that we approach situations, so we're sizing what's going on around us. We often when we're just creating and creating an operational mode, you're not allowing that space. And maybe it's space that could go towards other things, yes, but maybe it's space that could go towards that same creative focus of yours or that same passion, but in a different way. So let's get into the reflection questions and main topic around how to create from a place of joy. As some of you know, I founded More By Her, a platform to dismantle the starving artist stigma. Each week, we share a new story of creative women shaping culture on Wednesdays. Wisdom Drop Wednesdays. For those who identify as women, non-binary, she, her, they, them, thriving artists who are willing to give transparency on their creative journey and how they do it. Follow us at morebyher.com or on Instagram at more underscore by underscore her. So when it comes to our reflection questions and the topic for this week, there's two stages basically that we have to come to to be able to revisit what working looks like for us, what role models we are exposed to, et cetera, and really dive in there. And so the first way that we have to approach Reflecting on how to create from a place of joy is to decondition ourselves. And secondly, we'll need to replace. We'll need to replace whatever we were conditioned previously to believe to be productive, believe to be successful, excuse me, believe to be, yeah, working to what actually works. Starting with deconditioning, and then we'll get into replace, but starting with deconditioning, who are your role models for what working looks like? I think for many of us, we're so accustomed to think that hardworking people look like the hustlers, look like the people who are working hard, so hard. The book Rich Dad Poor Dad really gets into how, this is not the truth, some of the hardest working grind pedal to the metal people are not the ones who are successful or paid well or able to live a balanced life but we do love the story of the wounded hero and the wounded hero appears in a lot of places the wounded hero is the starving artist it is the person who sacrifices and we see them show up in many forms i have a lot of people that i admire who are wounded heroes And it's worth you exploring who those might be for you. I worshiped them and I worshiped them because I loved to see that visible dedication to work. I thought, wow, that is so admirable that you are sacrificing, trading off all of these things, putting your heart, your soul, your blood, your sweat into this thing that is to be worshipped. You are holy, but it's not healthy. This is why I also love villains in movies. One of my favorite characters is when Denzel Washington is in Man on Fire. And he plays this character who sacrifices his life. It's an amazing movie, and I don't want to ruin it all. But he basically is an ex-military guy who has nothing to live for. He's an alcoholic, and he falls in love with this little girl that he's protecting. And... She gets kidnapped, and he spends the rest of the movie killing people to save her. And it's such a heartbreaking performance, and I love him so deeply in it because of his, I'm attracted to that wounded hero of I will sacrifice absolutely anything for this cause, for this person, etc. And it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful story. And that's what it is. It's a story. Because a lot of the people who are in those positions, who are making those sacrifices, we don't know their names. They, we don't know who they are. We know Denzel Washington, who's probably a happy, healthy actor and doing this amazing performance. So why are we really putting these wounded heroes, these starving artists on this pedestal? Well, it makes a really good story. It's definitely memorable. And I know that it's really been marketed to men. Historically, a lot of men, I'm sorry, you probably have been socialized to be this, to be the provider, to be the hero, to be a martyr. Women are too, that's for sure, I definitely am. I'm so attracted to the martyr. But none of us should want to be the martyr. None of us should want to be the sacrificer. None of us need to be those things. You don't need to be those things. So I would love for you to think about who are healthy people who are successful, who you admire, who are healthy people who are creators. And you don't have to know them personally. Maybe you can find them online. How can you find some role models of people who have healthy practices and are creating successfully? Because it's really hard when the media doesn't portray these people and highlight them. They're not very exciting. I'm going to be honest. They're not exciting, but they're also happy and healthy. And that is so valuable to see that these people exist. is so valuable to remind ourselves that no, you don't have to sacrifice and be grinding and pedal to the metal to be creating. And that's not necessarily a sustainable way to continue to create. Are there people, yeah, that you can find online who seem to be happy, to seem to be creating, even if you can talk to them in person. Oh my gosh, that's even more valuable. I have a few role models of people who are in my life and they're successful and they're happy and it's so good to realize that they exist because it's easy to forget. So first, our deconditioning is really deconditioning that starving artist, that grind to the metal pedal person um so that we can focus on replacing that imagery in our mind with a healthier image so in that process of replacement how can we take a pause from our work pull ourselves extract ourselves from that need to force it push it grind it out set deadlines be harsh on ourselves How can we allow ourselves to trust, allow ourselves to trust ourselves? Do you trust yourself to be able to create? Do you trust yourself to be able to produce in a joyful state? Do you trust yourself to be able to focus on your things when um, when you feel good in your life? Do you have discipline set in so that you can allow for that? And know that that discipline and those goals can vary in the way that they are approached and what they look like over time. You don't always have to be in the same form. So think about that. And then entering this replace, now we are accepting. We need to accept joy as a good thing. We need to accept our free time. Our free time as a really good thing based on last episode, how to say no. It's so valuable to say no so that you can allow yourself that cushion in life to have the free time, to have the joy, to have beautiful things enter your life because you are deserving of that. And this is really what replace is about. So replacing that conditioning that we thought hard work is, and this is truly hard and difficult work, mental work to do this. And so it is require time. It does require active effort. But replacing that with what creating from joy looks like, what it means to actually move from what I see as employee mindset to investor mindset. So in an investor mindset, you're not doing the work sometimes. Sometimes you are observing the work, you're managing the work, you're taking a step back. Because investors, the investor mindset is that you have passive streams of income, you have multiple, maybe you have people working for you, you have outsourced some of the work that you don't enjoy doing. You have taken a strategic approach to your life, and it means that you are sometimes trading off your money, for your time because time is so precious and time is limited but you're willing to pay people to do the things because you don't have all the time in the world because you don't need to grind it out and in return you get your life back and it's an amazing way to generate obviously wealth if you're actually doing this and money is in play Uh, but it's a great way so that you can exist and live your life and focus on your friends your family your freedom your fun and live an expansive, holistically successful life. And the reason that we have to do this level of replacement is because we love that story of the hardworking person earns this title, this hard working person does this thing. And sometimes that person who is strategically working actually and isn't working very hard is the one who is making all the money and chilling and enjoying life. And I don't think they necessarily need to be persecuted for that either. What an amazing thing to get to that level of privilege. Um, and I think we all deserve to get to that level of privilege. And so thinking about that from a just, you know, philosophical level, we all deserve to be in that state, but from an actual, your work is impacted by being in that state level your joy matters and actually heightens your work it's true imagine absorbing great art from people who never lived a life doesn't it seem kind of hard to fathom people who would create amazing work had such limited lives it's so valuable to gain life experience and wisdom perspective and integrate that into your work one of the biggest tragedies is artists who have died too early to experience the fullness of their life because they would have brought so much more beauty to the world. And I think that it is worth you understanding how, when you validate yourself. If you're validating yourself when you're doing a lot of work to create output, do you validate yourself when you're doing studying them? Are you validating yourself when you're researching? Or are you just validating yourself when you're doing, when you're completing tasks? Are you validating yourself when you're setting those high-level goals? Are you validating yourself in all those moments of doubt? Are you validating yourself when you need a break? Are you validating yourself when you need to take the day to see what other people are doing, doing market research and seeing how your stuff is going to extend, Are you validating yourself in all those moments where you're laddering towards your longer-term visions, but not necessarily just completing of a task? That's very important. If you don't, I highly recommend that you do because all of that additional stuff is so powerful And you can feel joy and it's really easy to feel joy and study and it's easier to feel joy and do some research. It's easier to feel joy and check out and see what other people are doing who are creating things similar to you. It's a much easier thing to do when you do feel joy. When you don't feel joy, when you feel stressed, depressed, anxious, it's easy to just hone into need to execute, to hone into very kind of masculine energy vibes rather than feminine energy of being and extracting ourselves and sitting in maybe a little bit of a discomfort and being like, hey, strategically to move this forward, what would be the best next approach? In summary, if you have an amazing idea, you deserve to have the space to think about that amazing idea. If you're working on amazing work, are you taking the space to think about that amazing work? Are you taking space to add air to that fire that is your amazing work? If you're feeling that burning sensation and you're onto something good, how can you rather than suffocate it, give it oxygen? Because we know oxygen helps build the fire and sustains it. Um, And so with that, I think we're in a good place to really dive into our culture wreck and rap. So when it comes to creating from a place of joy, now we know what we need to do. We need to decondition in our mind those heroes that were wounded that we have in our minds, those Images of what we seem to be as people when we're working hard and grinding it out. And we need to replace that with what actually is most commonly successful investor mindset, taking a bird's eye view from what you're doing. So you're operating on a strategic level and not working hard all the time, but working smart so that you're moving your goals towards your visions. And you're not going to burn out in that process. And so I have obviously that culture x section, but I just, before this section, I want to mention, <laughs> as you probably would have intuited at this point with me, that trust and self-compassion matters so much. It always does. How can you still release the reins? Because you're still going to have that burning inside you to do and to do and to make and create, but how can you release the reins? How can you ease out of these habits? Maybe you will have a specific routine that you need to loosen. Maybe you need to set yourself deadlines that are a little bit more extended. How can you release some of that tension and approach things in a more balanced way? Maybe that's a few days of work a week and a few days of observation a week that help you move towards your goals. Because you ultimately have to release some level of that satisfying control that comes from executing and completing the task and checking the box. Because then you'll stay employee and you'll never detach enough to be an investor mindset of your work, of your creations, to be able to give it the air and breathing room, to not suffocate that fire so, really trust in yourself, make the conscious effort, have the self compassion to allow yourself grace, to allow yourself more sanity, to allow yourself to give it some air. Cool. So, as far as our culture wreck is concerned, I think Denzel is definitely a good example of somebody who has his head on straight, from what I see. Very, you know, from I don't know him personally, but. I like some things that he said. And so our culture wreck this week is a commencement speech that he gave in 2015 at Dillard University. And you'll find it on YouTube under a number of different titles. He talks about God a lot. And so I think a lot of folks took a whole bunch of videos and uploaded them. I was looking at one that's called just because you're doing a lot more doesn't mean you're getting more done. And so that's the whole focus of What I want to mention around this commencement speech is he gives some really amazing, wise perspective. That sounds like he's a very grounded human being. He specifically says this quote, Just because you're doing a lot more doesn't mean you're getting a lot more done. Don't confuse movement with progress. My mom said, see, you can run in place all the time and never get anywhere. So continue to strive, continue to have goals, and to continue to progress. So he literally says this, we can always be moving, making motions, and feeling that ego stroke of productivity, but it's not productive oftentimes. It's not. It's running in place. So being able to know what you're doing because that's not the beauty in life. And he really ends the commencement speech with this message. You never see you haul behind a hearst. Nobody takes all that they do to the grave. You're not here to live, to collect, to die. You're here to find joy. The biggest joy and success is in helping others. The biggest joy and success is embracing our creations. This is me actually. This is me just adding this in. He talks a lot about gratitude. At the end, end part, he says we're here to be thankful, to be grateful for what's already ours. Know that there isn't scarcity. If you're feeling that starving artist arise in you, I feel ya. I love that feeling. I've been historically quite a masochist, you know, love the martyr thing. It's really motivating and it does get the job done, but it's not sustainable. And I'd love to welcome more things into my life, more people into my life. I want to have a good, holistic, beautiful life. And I know that a lot of successful people also have that. So don't think for a second that you can't be a joyful person. You can't be a creative, thriving person and and reach your goals because there's successful people who continue to just create and stay relevant and have fun and that's a great place to be in too. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Um I'm just grateful that we have this exchange. As always, please share questions that you have for me. I'd love to share your creative journeys on the podcast if you have a great story. Maybe even a story of success doesn't have to be a challenge you're facing. It would be lovely to share it. So feel free to email me at hello at morebyherd.com. Leave a review. Please tell a friend about this podcast. Share it on social. And let me know what episodes you've enjoyed. I'm at Anisa Benitez on Instagram. Follow the wisdom of many thriving creative women and non-binary people at morebyher dot com. You are no starving artist. You can be a joyful artist you can create from a place of joy and I'm excited to hear how that goes I appreciate you